2: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a very special live UFC 254 preview show right here on MMA Fighting. It all goes down tomorrow in Abu Dhabi. The wait is almost over. Habib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje for the undisputed lightweight championship of the universe. And I am so freaking excited for this fight. I am excited for this card, and I'm excited to talk with all of you about all things UFC 254, the culmination of this particular trip to Fight Island for the UFC. And I sure as hell am not doing this alone as we're being joined by the rest of the, uh, normally I would say the tripod, but there's four of us here. So first let me introduce one of my colleagues, somebody who may be happier than anybody that this Fight Island trip is culminating, but the man has been working like a madman in Abu Dhabi for well over a month now, Mr. Jose Youngs, how are you buddy?
3: I am great. I can't wait to get back to the United States. Hopefully my car works when I land. But, yeah, we got to get through. And honestly, if I have to stay an extra week to watch Habib Nurmagomedov throw down Justin Gaethje, I'm not going to complain. But I can't wait to get back to the United States. But bring (laughs) on Habib and Justin Gaethje, the greatest lightweight fight in UFC history.
2: All right. And, of course, we have the Prince of Positivity, the star of last night or earlier this morning's UFC 254 (laughs) weigh-in show, in my opinion, Mr. Alex K. Candy Lee. How's it going, my
4: friend? Are we? Gosh, are we still here? Are we still I mean I, obviously Jose's feeling it more, but I, I really feel like I was just talking to you guys 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I can't believe it's been however many hours been probably not that many but uh, welcome to Purgatory. Yeah <laughs> okay, welcome to Purgatory. Welcome all our viewers to Purgatory. So what a, what a wonderful greeting. So uh,
2: thanks everyone watching now and uh, who will be watching later on YouTube. And of course the producer extraordinaire, the fourth voice, the man, the myth, the legend. Now, right, right now, he has the best mustache in all of MA media. Casey Lydon, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm not going to complain as much as AK does, um, but it's going good. I got coffee. I got coffee. I got coffee in my Beavis and Butt coffee mug, so we're good. <laughs> awesome I forgot verse.
3: it's early morning over there. Good God!
1: What time is it's it? Coffee hours.
3: It is a nice early 9:30 p.m.
1: 9:30 p.m. Oh, so so right about now should be probably tomorrow night is going to be the last fight on the prelims so them, with
3: well here's me. the thing with my luck i might get in a car crash driving to the oh flash form.
4: okay that's not well, <laughs> that's, dark start that's, that's, a, wow. that's a bad energy people are literally com-
3: people have literally come up to and be like can you take a different flight home <laughs>
2: Uh, all right. Well, let's let's turn this thing as positive as possible because, wow. listen, we're live. We want to talk with all of you. So if you have thoughts, questions, et cetera, about tomorrow, leave them in the chat. We'll get to them. But first, Jose, let's talk about this main event because you mentioned it and I want to get your reasonings why. But we got Habib Ramagamadov, 28-0, widely considered to be... One of the most dominant, if not the most dominant fighter to ever step foot in the octagon, taking on a man that just might be crazy and intangibly gifted enough to be the one in 28 and one in Justin Gaethje. And I've asked a lot of people this question, so I'm curious to get your take as to why. But obviously the buildup to Habib versus Connor made it clearly the biggest lightweight title fight of all time. Heck, the biggest fight in UFC history, bar none. The fight played out the way most people, I guess, expected it to, especially with Connor having such a long layoff. But this one, Jose, this fight tomorrow between Habib and Gaethje, there are a lot of people, a lot of fighters, who believe that Justin Gaethje will do what no man has done before. So with that being said, storylines, the greatness involved, stylistically on paper, why do you believe that this is the greatest 155-pound title fight in UFC history?
3: Well, Habib is, well... First answer, Habib is the greatest lightweight who has ever lived in mixed martial arts. Undefeated, uh, I think this would tie him for the record for most title defenses ever. I think with Benson Henderson and BJ Penn, obviously, I think it's. I think the answer's three. So this would be the third one for Habib Nurmagomedov, if I'm not mistaken. So it would be, he won't, he beat Al, and then he defended it against McGregor. Poirier, obviously, and then this would tie him for third. So he's going for history there. He's undefeated 29-0. He's lost, I think. Justin Gaethje himself said he's lost one round technically on paper, but in Justin Gaethje's mind, Habib has never lost a round in the history of mixed martial arts. So for all this talk a few years ago of is Ronda Rousey the most dominant fighter in the history of MMA, I'm pretty sure the answer is Habib Nurmagomedov because he's fought in these five-round fights. He's fought in three-round fights. He's fought in from – he started from the bottom. He went up, and he's still not lost a round. He's not lost a round – to the, to the lower, uh, t- the lower tiered fighters all the way to the top of the pot, top of the mountain. So, uh, from he he's just call him dominant would be an understatement. Uh, you know what he's going to do and you can't stop him. And then Justin Gagey is I've described him as a weed whacker with chainsaws attached to it in an unlimited supply of energy because he doesn't stop. He doesn't feel pain. He enjoys blood. He also has to be a phenomenal wrestler too. With, as Habib Nurmagomedov said, dynamite in his hand. I'm trying to say dynamite, by the way. So yes, uh, if I have to pick one fighter who's absolutely crazy enough to beat Habib Nurmagomedov, it is Justin Gaethje. He's not. You're not going to mentally break him. You're not going to physically break him. And I can't. I don't see a lot of scenarios where Habib does what Habib does. So not that he won't win. But Justin Gaethje is one of those guys that he, he, his wrestling is on a level that I don't think a lot of Habib Nurmagomedov's opponents have had. And he also hits hard and Javier Mendez has said he has the best leg kicks in the game. So we're getting, we're getting a lot of answers of how Habib can stack up against a fighter of Justin Gaethje's caliber. There's no trash talk. So yes, this is the absolute greatest fight. In the history of the lightweight division, there's no trash talk. It is the definition of a high-level mixed martial arts competition, and my body is ready.
2: AK, we talked about this in between the links. There's a difference between biggest and greatest. Do you agree with Jose that this is the greatest lightweight title fight on paper in UFC history?
4: I mean, if we're just talking about on paper, we had one that was essentially on paper what four or five times. I still think the Tony Ferguson fight at its at its peak. Is is the one that that would have been gone down as the greatest lightweight fight With no <laughs> disrespect to Justin Gaethje, and also again, you guys know me. I'm not ruling out the Tony Ferguson fight happening someday. I'm not 100 sure that Noronha Magomedov retires at 30 and 0. If he does, I'm not sure. I'm not certain that 30 isn't Tony Ferguson. Right? We don't know. If Tony Ferguson gets a win in between. But that to me is still you know the one that got away. That's the one I wanted to see. Um, but as far but but again, that's something that's out of his control. So yeah, this is about as good as it gets. Uh, you know, we've had some good clashes in the past, but I'm thinking like, like, uh, you know, the, the 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 BJ Penn and Frankie Edgar fights never really materialized into anything like truly, truly memorable. Uh the first one was a little controversial, the second one was a lot more convincing for Edgar, and then the third one was just sad. So on paper, those like two of the greatest lightweights that should be up there. Not quite. Uh the Benson Henderson and Frankie Edgar fights were good, but they just—they don't quite feel like they quite live up to the magnitude of this fight. Because again, we are talking about maybe the greatest fighter of all time. Definitely the greatest lightweight. I think again, as Jose said, almost indisputable, and maybe the most exciting fighter of his generation. I don't know if I don't know if Justin Gaethje's the the most exciting fighter of all time. But if you're talking about his, his peers, yeah, he's up there. Korean Zombie, of course, be up there, and, and then you could reach back into Pride days and things like that. There's a lot of names you could throw out there. So excitement versus greatness, uh, undefeated versus a guy who is. Theoretically, his foil. Uh, there's there's just a lot to chew up on here, and uh, e- even the clash of personalities is kind of nice. You know, we like like we said, it's kind of refreshing the lack of kind of overt trash talk outside of outside of fight stuff. Like what I'm gonna, well, you know, what I'm gonna do in the fight. I'm gonna knock him out. I'm gonna take his soul. It's a little cliche. I'm sure people, you know, will want something more more interesting. But at the same time, at least they're just focusing on competition, nothing personal. And we know we're just gonna get the best fight on Saturday. You know, no no outside distractions. Nothing none of that to worry about.
2: Casey, you have logged a lot of years covering the sport. So, you know, and and we've seen a lot of like mystical personalities over the years, like C-level Kane, bald Brian Ortega last weekend, dad Cerrone, and now we're getting wrestler Gaethje, which we know the pedigree is well established, but we haven't seen very much of it heading into Saturday because he's such a devastating striker. So what have you made of this aspect of the fight? Because Habib does what he does. No one's been able to stop it. What makes Gaethje so different in your opinion?
1: Because he is, he's so freaking mentally tough. He hits so dang hard. And why, why I think, I believe this is the, not only the biggest, well, I guess we're talking about money making. No, it's not the biggest money making, but I feel this is the greatest light heavyweight title fight in MMA history. Lightweight? Sorry, light heavyweight. Lightweight. Lightweight. What'd I say? Light Light heavyweight. Yeah. This fight is so good. It's big. Yeah, that's right, it's right. That's that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. Um, no, it's the biggest lightweight title fight in MMA history, all pro- crossing, all promotions, the, uh, all, all time from the, from 10,000 years ago till the future. This is the greatest one ever. Um, it's just, it's just a perfect fight at a perfect time. And I just can't wait. And, you know, we asked me about what makes Gaethje uh, hit, hit so special. Is the fact that you know what we don't we don't really know. There's mystery going into this. We don't know how Gaethje will react to a fighter that his only game plan will be to take him down. Um, that's at this level. I'm sure maybe in the early early in his career he fought he's fought other guys that were trying to take him down, but not at Habib's level. So like My, Michael Johnson, all those guys he fought before: J- James Big, Ar- Barboza, um, who did he just be Cerrone, um, Ferguson. They're their main game plans. Their, their their game plans aren't only to take their opponent down. So this is just extremely exciting, and man, I cannot wait for this fight. I am so hyped.
2: Jose, I, 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 one thing about Habib fights is that he's like all the questions like surround the opponent. Like it, with this fight, like can Justin Gaethje do this? Can he do that? But a big question. That that is asked, but not as much as, can anybody stop Habib from doing what he's done to everybody else? And I believe, and Jose, you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, but to me, I have to, Habib's like the MMA version of Floyd Mayweather, mostly due to the questions that are being asked, like the intangibles of all the fighters he's faced taking the forefront as opposed to the fighter himself. Like even when Floyd fought Conor McGregor, it was, you know, what's Floyd going to do against a power puncher? He struggles with that. He struggles with self pause. How will he handle that? Conor's out of box or he's a fighter. How will Floyd deal with that? When in reality, we know he's handled it all with relative ease, with very minimal exceptions. Like, do you agree with that or am I nuts?
3: Um, the Mayweather one might be a little hard just because Floyd Mayweather was such a defensive mastermind and Habib is just go, 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 go the whole time. He's not, the, he, his grappling is so attack heavy to the fact that if he misses a single, like he'll just continue to hold on and just drive you into the fence where his he's unstoppable. If he gets you against the fence, you cannot stop him. So if Justin Gage you could keep the fight in the center of the octagon. Obviously it would be a different story, but uh, the parallels there and the fact that you know what he's going to do, but like you said, Floyd Mayweather struggles with power punches, Floyd Mayweather struggles with South boss, Floyd Mayweather, this and that, and this like, yes, he, he may have struggled in the past, still won. And the tape is out there, so we knew he would. Do, we we've seen him face south paws before. We've seen him face hard punches before. We've not really fa- seen Habib fight someone that has a Justin Gaethje's wrestling pedigree or background. It, it's not on the same level as Habib, but it's still there. Division one wrestling, American wrestling. It's crazy. is an absolute lunatic when it comes to striking. To say that he creates a circle of like violence in front of him is just. The most impe- compelling way to describe a fighter I've ever seen has an unstoppable gas tank. Yes, Dustin Poirier has good gas tank, Edson Barboza, this and that, but they're not like Justin Gagey where they can take damage and keep coming forward. Not that Habib's going to do damage like like those guys, but uh, Justin Gagey you won't mentally break. And then, of course, Conor McGregor doesn't have near the cardio that Justin Gaethje or any of those guys have. So I think Justin Gaethje poses a lot of issues that for all we know, Habib won't have a problem with, but we've never seen him face someone like Habib. And I think that's why this fight is so intriguing because he brings so many questions to the table. Cause for all we know, Habib wins in like a minute, just taps him out immediately. But we just don't know how Habib will fight because the blueprints are not like, mm. Javier Mendez himself said, uh, (coughs) Habib's uh, head coach, he thinks Justin Gage is the number two biggest test in, in his career behind Conor McGregor only because we've seen Habib face Conor McGregor, Javier Mendez has said for all we know, Justin Gage might be a bigger issue. We just don't know because we've not faced someone like him and we've not, we haven't faced him yet. So. Come Saturday, we could be talking about a different story, but there's just too many questions surrounding Habib and Justin Gaethje's style to, to make any sort of comparison. All
2: right, we'll 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 get to our picks and then get to the questions in a moment, but I'd be remiss if we didn't at least bring up oh, Mike, Mike, the weigh-in. I, I agree real quick. I agree. Habib is the Floyd Mayweather of MMA, by
1: the way. He is. You're right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's not. I mean, the obviously, obviously two yeah. completely different skill sets, but the questions that are always like brought up heading into these fights, it's very similar in build up. You and, know what and, I mean?
1: And I also want to add too: you watch Floyd to see if he's going to lose, not if he's going to knock the other guy out. We're not watching Habib because he's going to get a big knockout. He might get a knockout, whatever. He might finish the guy on the ground, but we're not watching Habib for that. We're watching to see when will he
2: finally lose. So I, that's why I really think he is very much Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that's that. That's the kind of the direction I'm heading with this. But do we do we want to address the weigh in thing or are we past this? Because, like, honestly, from a fan's perspective and thinking about it from Justin Gaethje's stance, we've seen the videos, you know, we've seen th- there's somewhat controversy surrounding Habib's weigh in and whether or not he made weight. I don't I don't think he missed by like three pounds. Maybe he missed. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I have no idea. But regardless, I don't really care. Like, can I just say that? I don't care. Like, I just want to see these guys. fight. Either. I'm over it.
4: I do care. You, you callous, you callous MMA hipsters, you outsiders. You know what? You're not the one in there who's going to be in the cage. You're not just in cage. You having to deal with that extra There's half pound leaning on you against the fence, <laughs> smothering you on the ground, and it's like, ah, oh, if only I, this this guy had not weighed over uh, you know, I would, possibly
3: weighed over I a half pound, care. I'd be getting up right now. I, w- I would say I care because B makes a lot of money. And if Justin Gaethje gets some of that percentage for missing weight, and if he makes weight, he can win the title. You know, if Justin Gaethje can win the title and, like, Habib loses, and if Habib wins, it's just whatever. Like, But if Justin Gaethje gets a percentage of Habib's fight purse for missing weight, like, yeah, then I would care. But I'm not going to say anything until Justin Gaethje says something that's just right. my opinion
2: I, that and that's what i mean like because i don't think justin gaethje because Justin Gagey hasn't said anything about it and it will be addressed it hasn't been addressed yet i'm sure after the fight it'll be addressed by dana white gaethje habib no matter who wins the fight but like right now just by, the, the, the journalism side of me is like yeah i care and for gaethje's side like that's a big amount of money that he's missing but from like a fight fans perspective i'm just i just want to see them fight at this point like i don't I want any drama
4: any i uh, I care about it as much as I cared about Daniel Cormay's towelgate. Uh, I really, I was, I remember when that was a pitch, I'm like, I, and that one we knew right away. We're like, yeah, so yeah, he definitely did something. Uh, but we were just like, but I also really want to see this fight. So, uh, so I didn't yeah. care then. However, uh, I will say, oh, and we should mention, I, I I, assume everyone's aware of the controversy, but it just came from the, uh, the guy oh. handling the weigh-ins. Very quickly, do you want to watch the video real quick? Let's, let's, throw the, let's throw the clip. You know, we're live. Let's throw it up. we're live, pal. I don't know if you can slow it down, Casey, <laughs> but even if you can't, we'll break it Because it, it really is like, if you watch the clip the first couple of times, I, I, you really wouldn't notice uh, anything amiss, especially considering how the Wands have been handled, not just for this card, but also the some of the other recent cards on Fight Island. Uh, they've been very abrupt. Someone will step up. Uh, and, and I don't know if it's the same guy every time, but there's definitely one guy who just he, oh, wow. he takes like a glance at it, slams the thing over, and says, "Take your pose and get up the scale." So, it it, it only with Habib it has been uh, very 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 quick weigh-ins for a lot of people uh, on Fight Island, but uh, obviously with Habib there's a little extra level of scrutiny, especially with having to make championship weight. So, uh,
2: yeah, we definitely talked about it as he was weighing in. He looked like supremely relieved, like he was yeah, like, "Oh so- no!" And then he was like. And all go. right. So here's hold the video on, on. in the pane glass window. Oh, sorry, guys. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> there he is. A beep. Seven of the scale. So this goes now, down I'm, tomorrow. UFC 251. Beep has
1: always looked miserable when he weighs <laughs> in. Yes, it's, it yes. has never. Let's not actually surprised. Real quick.
2: This is well shot footage. Yeah, I don't know who yeah, did who, this, who but did? Uh, this is phenomenal. Maybe some sort of YouTube Emmy Award for the for videography oh, right, right. here. It's this all well done the cinematography that really gets me. There's a bee who's just like, I just yep, want to get the towel.
4: Towel of shame, please. I need, I need the towel. The
1: I'm over of this. Shame.
2: That's me. I'm going to need the towel. He's trying to stay calm. You can tell he's getting a little agitated. Let's just get <laughs> this over with. <laughs> he's ready to shoot a double leg on someone if they don't bring that damn towel over. Okay. Come on, for the love of God. Let's get this towel here.
4: All right. There he is. So, for anyone watching, no, no controversy yet. Pretty normal. Uh, you'll, and you'll be. Oh, we're our, there. We go. Thank you. Gotta move our block blocker. So the controversy because right you there. Can see yo, the scale yo, going was, up, wait, like you can see you the yeah, scale start. going up. Here we go. Right, here, here, we here we go. Oh, here we go. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Okay. You can see. Yep. There yeah, it is. right there. So you guys can see it tilt upwards, which normally means yeah, that's me when take, they started adjusting it. Let me take this frame off so we get even more. Is anything being cut off? Hold on. And I and I said we were just going to touch upon this. <laughs> This has become the
2: preview show. Oh, no, it's this, this is this is a Pruder film. Here we go. Oh, he slows it down. Yep. In that yep. lining, like
4: Yep. Yeah, there you go, guys. You see it right there. And back there's the and to back the left. To the left. So, yeah, you guys, you can see right at the end of the the left end of the scale. You guys can see it, it tilts upwards, which normally means that the weight uh, that the fighter is a little bit heavy, and then that's when they start adjusting the just the thing. But he kind of just as soon as Khabib stepped on. Said it. It didn't move for like a half second. He's like, well, half that's second. it. it, didn't, it didn't, second, <laughs> that like, not even quarter of a second. Quarter, quarter of a second. Of a second. <laughs> uh, so, but again, he wasn't the only fighter that did that. No, no, that, uh, that was consistent throughout the whole night. It's, that no, was uh, consistent. Very, so, point that out. You make your own judgments. You've seen the footage. uh And uh, but again, I I don't know if it's it's a big controversy. I'm sure I'm sure it's as with anything in MMA, it's something people will will talk about forever. I mean, people are still making tiramisu jokes, which is just like the saddest thing I've ever seen. But (laughs) once uh, you know, once people get a hold of something, they just never let it go. So uh, yeah, that's so that's that little controversy. Make of it what you will.
1: Can I let me just say, um, everyone's focusing. Oh, Justin's not going to care. You know what? So what? He weighs 156 pounds. Whatever. It is not about the literal weight. That is not the issue right here for Justin Gaethje. It may, it may, maybe the money is an issue. You know, I'm sure that he wants the extra money. That's fine. The real issue is for Justin Gaethje, and this is why he does care. He may not, he may not say it out loud, but they do care. Is that that is the he, that means Habib did not put the effort into it, and and that means that's less effort, that's more preparation he has for the actual fight. That is sure. the key if, if, sure if Habib, like imagine he, Habib's half pound over, he's already struggling. Hey, hit that, hit that treadmill again. That's another 30 minutes. That's another, just like wear and tear on Habib's body. So when he shows up tomorrow, that's a bigger advantage for Gaethje. And that is, that is what the, that is what the issue is. It's not the actual, a pound of whatever, you know, it's the effort to put the weight in, to make the yeah. weight. And so, and, it's that, what is, that's ve- and that is it's very what that important. Takes out of you. And that is yeah. very important. And so, um, yeah, so uh, – but like, but I can't figure out why Justin Gaethje's people aren't at the scale, making sure he's making weight properly. Maybe, I have no clue why.
3: Maybe they don't care because like where it's all – it's all speculation right now. Right. All, but, but, like, this is, this but this is, across the, sport, this across, is across the sport. Across the sport. I, I'm it, just this yeah, fight. I've been just yeah. this fight yeah. for sure. Sure. Well, and that's the thing, Casey. Right, right, right. But I the think... conversation right now is this is why Justin Gaethje does care. I don't yeah. – none of us know. That's I think, None of us. I, he I think this is
4: another another example of sort of that, that warrior mentality in MMA where it's like, I don't need to inspect my opponent's weight. You know, I took care of my business. He should take care of his, his business. I, I trust it. And, you know, if he misses, then obviously I'm just gonna take the take the thing. If they say he made it, he made it. Uh, but I, I again we see this in a lot of aspects of MMA, not just this. It's 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 the warrior right. culture. It's like I'm, still, not, I'm not I've, here I've never yet.
1: met a wrestler in the sport say, I don't care if my opponent makes weight. I've never heard of a wrestler right. say it. When that, right, when like,
3: but I'm not gonna think. I'm not gonna pretend to know what Justin Gaethje and his team are thinking. Yeah. Like he might care, he might not care. But I'm not gonna try and say he this is he absolutely cares until he says it himself. I
4: right. am gonna pretend. Head to my Twitter. I will be doing. I'll starting a tweet thread of, of my of me reading Justin Gaethje's mind and projecting his thoughts and telling you exactly what Justin, uh Justin Gaethje is thinking. So subscribe. If, subscribe. if if the post fight if
3: the post fight scrum Justin Gaethje says this and that and he missed and. I care and like. Then we like, have he, a story. He, but if he, he comes he, out, and there's says, no way
1: he'll say after the fight. There's just no you. way. It's just <laughs> We know, know that's not how it works, man. You know that.
3: Anthony Johnson did it. Anthony Johnson didn't care. And then as soon as the fight was over, he went to the commission and, and objected to, and to, to the tailgate. Yeah, and he's, he's a wrestler. Gaethje. Nobody's yeah. G. Yeah,
4: he's not. Well, gaethje. again, this is
3: all speculation. None of right. us know. Like, I'm Listen, not going to pretend to know what Justin Gateg's. I am. I read his
2: mind. Exactly, and then then that's the thing. When I say like I don't care, it's not that like there isn't flaws in the sport and things need to be changed. It's that we no one said anything. No one has said a word about it, and until they do, it's it is what it is. Like we don't we know nothing. So we'll wait and hear from you know the important people in this conversation: Habib, Gaethje, Dana White, whatever, and then we we could talk about it there. But they are gonna fight tomorrow.
0: and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Dumbay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
2: And, of course, we want... To get your picks in viewership land. I'm sure there's a plethora of 29 and 0s and 28 and 1s in the comments. So if you have some context, you have a reason why, we'd love to hear it. But Jose, we will begin with you. How does this thing play out tomorrow night? Do you see 29 and 0 or do you see 28 and 1?
3: Mm-hmm. This is a tougher, this is a tougher pick than I think. I think the, I'm going to just, I'm just going to mess around and pick Justin Gaethje to be weird. That's what I'm going to do. Cause I picked decided right now. I think the, the Habib is obviously clearly the betting favorite and he will most likely win, but I'm going to be different and pick the guy from Arizona that I've seen since his first pro fight pretty much. So uh, Justin Gaethje, I'll say wins, but I say that with zero confidence because my brain is fried after five weeks here on fight Island. Uh, my, I think Habib is very clearly the greatest fighter on planet earth right now, but I'm just going to mess around and pick Justin Gaethje because I'm going to see them live. So I'll let you guys uh, break down the actual fight.
2: All right. AK, What's your pick?
4: We've been talking about how uh, Habib Nurmagomedov has never faced a wrestler with Justin Gaethje's credentials, which is true. I, I, I was actually surprised when I realized that Gaethje is the first Division I All-American that uh, that Khabib has ever faced. I think the most decorated before that, you would say, if, on paper, you would say uh, Abel, a- Abel Trujillo, who was a, I think four-time wow. NAIA N- N- a- I- a- All-American, but there's levels to these things that a lot of these wrestlers will always say and certainly Division One is is considered you know, a cut above everything else. So he is the most qualified. However, the opposite is also true. I don't think Justin Gaethje, and I think we, when you, uh, you guys brought this up earlier, Justin Gaethje hasn't faced a wrestler as as qualified as uh, Habib either. Okay, I mean, he's been taken down in fights uh, and not held down. Uh, the guys who beat him, Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier, both used takedowns to kind of mix things up, kind of throw off his rhythm. I don't think it was their intention to actually wrestle and beat him, but they used it to break up his rhythm, and it worked, and it was very effective, and both guys ended up knocking him out, so it was perfect. Uh, we know Habib, uh, is not going to follow a similar, similar strategy to those guys. And he shouldn't. He has a very different skill set. And his wrestling is superior to theirs. So I, I think as as good as uh, Gaethje's takedown takedown defense is, it, it it cannot last for 25 minutes. Now, during that 25 minutes, uh, or I should say maybe the early 10, 12 minutes, when he's when he's sort of at full strength and kind of uh, maybe shrugging off some takedowns, can he land a knockout shot? Of course, he's friggin' Justin Gaethje. He's he's insanely dangerous. But uh, for me, I think it's just no matter what, Maybe you know doesn't dominate uh, early on. Maybe, maybe has some difficulty holding Gaethje down, but over a period of time breaks him down. Um, You know he often gets compared to GSP. I think because of you know how GSP was during his championship run, a lot of takedowns, a lot of top control. And I think I think Nemagoda can do the same thing. That's it. it really, he really reminds us so much of Prime GSP in the way he's able to neutralize his opponent's uh, tools. And I think he'll do the same to Gate G. So I don't. I'm not predicting a finish. I see a lot of people saying that there's no, that they they'd be surprised if this went to uh, to a decision. Uh, I I'm not surprised. At all. I'm I'm thinking five round. Unanimous decision for uh, Habib, he improves to twenty-nine and zero against a very, a very game uh, Justin Gaethje. But uh, I think Habib's just on another level right now.
2: I look at this like almost, almost opposite of you, A.K. Just because, like, I think if this thing gets to the fourth and fifth rounds, that's when I think things get really interesting because there's weathering a storm, and then there's like weathering a tornado where you're just like trapped in this rotating column of air and debris that you just cannot escape no matter how hard you try. And that's what Habib does. But at the same time, when that tornado dies down and the sun comes out, will Justin Gaethje go outside and clean up the mess? Or will he just be so overwhelmed by that tornado? I I tend to lean towards the latter. Should it get that far? But will it be too little too late? That's the question. And my other question is, will he even get that far? I say Unfortunately for Gaethje fans, he will not get that far. Will he have success? I think he will. But eventually, Habib is going to get his arms on Gaethje. And when he does, you go for a ride. And I'm leaning towards Habib to get a finish in this fight in the third round. But I will say this. I will preface this before you go to the betting windows. This is my gut telling me this. I think he gets a submission. Delphal is like a tap out because Gaethje is such a savage. So he'll probably just go to sleep. But listen, for me... It's always to be the man. You have to beat the man. And until somebody actually does it, I just cannot pick against Habib. Casey, what is your pick before we go to the questions? I have no clue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got no freaking clue, man. I love this fight so much. And mostly because we are going to see something tomorrow night, tomorrow morning, whatever, um, that we've never seen before. For, for either guy to win they will have to do something to their opponent that's never been, never been done by any other person. For Gaethje to win, he will have to obviously beat Habib. He will have to hit him hard enough with his hands and knock him out. For Gaethje to lose, he will have to be held down. He, yeah, Gaethje's got beat up on the, the feet before and everything. We've seen him get knocked out, but we've never seen him lose the way that Habib would need to, be, would need to game plan to beat him. So um, that's why it's just so freaking exciting. Like, I I was was listening to you guys, and sometimes you're like, oh, you know, I think Gaethje's going to, I mean, um, Habib's finally going to get his arms around him, claps those hands, take him down, and get a, no TKO finish late in the fight or something. But, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, but, like, man, but Gaethje's cardio is so unreal, and, like, he's got so much heart, and I I just can't see him giving up, and he'll still try to get up, and, like, I just, and then, but I don't, in my head, I can't see habib just taking a shot and just boom just being out cold on the ground i just don't see that either it just it, my mind doesn't work that it's just, i can't envision it so it's just, just so freaking exciting and um I, I i literally have no prediction for this fight i just think i don't even know if it's gonna be a good fight i don't know if it's gonna be one-way traffic actually I, I, I i'm hoping it's a competitive awesome fight but the problem with habib i think i mentioned this on the weigh-ins like unless i could be wrong but like has habib ever been in like an actual back and forth fight like a fight he's in all his fights he's never had a fight of the night so he's like so this is gonna be really interesting like we've never seen a Habib an actual competitive fight so even if that happens that's that's an amazing accomplishment for Gaethje but man I'm just excited and I think the the biggest the biggest x factor in the fight that will be the deciding uh factor that if, if Gaethje will win I think it will be leg kicks I think yeah. if, if I think if if, if can land a couple hard leg kicks, you only got to land one to be honest. But like especially in those tie-ups on the cage that Habib's going to be on, if he can land a hard leg kick on on uh, Habib, that could change everything.
2: Yeah, that's why I think like four and five could be interesting because Habib will Habib will probably be a little, you know he's got good cardio but he's probably gonna get a little tired if if Gaethje can can stay in there. If those legs the are worn out. Those rounds. legs are beat up, man. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and then Gaethje can start to open up a little bit. So it's such an interesting fight. I have no idea what's gonna happen. I'm just going with my gut. Of course, the main card: Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier. That's a pick 'em fight at the betting window. Love that matchup. A lot of implications there. We get Volkov versus Walt Harris heavyweight bout. The debuts of Phil Haas and Jacob Malkoon at <laughs> yeah. 185 pounds We got Lord Murphy versus Lilia Shakarova. And then kicking off the main card, Magomed Ankalaev versus Iwan Kutala. <laughs> Keep those fingers crossed. I feel good about it. I feel like it's going to happen. But we talked so much about the main event. Let's just go right to the questions and see what everybody else is, right. is thinking and talking about here. Yeah. Do, do, do. Let me head back in time a bit. Yeah,
4: uh yeah, really hoping for that Magomed Ankalaev Yan Ywan Kutalaba fight to go Otherwise we could see the UFC debut of Izzy Fatiki Fatikafu. Some people who didn't watch The Way have no idea what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> people
4: so... who watch The Way it's like he wasn't – it's like, honestly, I'm assuming they'll actually give him a – hopefully give him a fight some someone in the future. But there was a, an alternate uh, for anyone who didn't watch. There was an, uh, another alternate. There was Michael Chandler, of course, winning as an alternate. Sergey Morozov, who was supposed to fight in the card, be he lost his opponent. And then this guy wanders in out of nowhere. Uh, this light heavyweight who is a, uh, Issy, Issy Petikafu, who's apparently Izzy Petikafu is apparently going to be also in for this two hundred and five pound bout, but it was it was quite a moment. It was quite a moment uh, this morning. I've never been more confused during a weigh-in in my entire panicking.
1: life.
4: <laughs> I was panicking. I was panicking. like what is happening right now? People don't understand how much research we do for these things, <laughs> and when 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 something just truly comes out of left field, it is just disturbing.
2: All right, all right. Naeem Anthony asks, can Habib knock Gaethje out? On the feet. I mean, yeah, I mean, if,
4: if Rassing can he, can he win by knockout? I think we've all, we've all envisioned a scenario where maybe he gets Keith G down, uh, maybe he gets back control and then, you know, flattens him like, like ground and pound TKO, like a one shot knockout. No, that would be ridiculous. Here's I my answer. My Here's mind. my answer. No, <laughs> no.
2: Uh, I mean, it's a fight. Anything can happen, but I would say that's doubtful.
1: Can we can we can we just put out there? What's our most unlikely possible finish to this fight? Draw, wow. no contest. <laughs> That's almost undesirable, maybe. Uh, no, then it. May, I mean, it like, 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 like what's like in the rain? Like would would a would a H- Habib knockout standing be even crazier than Gaethje arm barring? <laughs> flying, flying yeah, arm arm? yeah. Flying,
3: I, I think I think I think I think, think Gaethje a submission is mol- the most illogical. Yeah,
2: I agree. I think I think Gaethje winning a five round decision using wrestling and ground control is the most unlikely.
4: <laughs> Fair. I yeah.
2: will say the, the last time.
4: Yeah. Who knows? I remember uh, Mighty Mouse Benavidez too. Uh, you know, the, obviously the common logic was Benavidez is one with the punching power. Uh, Demetrius Johnson's the more skilled fighter. Maybe you know he'll win a decision, and then uh, and then uh, Mighty Mouse clocked him, uh, first round KO, and like a legitimate like one punch knockout. That's probably the most shot. That that is what it would look like to me if uh, if Nurmagomedov caught Gaethje with something like a flying knee he has a, good j- from, yeah. he has a very good jab Javier Mendes taught him a pretty he's, great jab he's a good striker but and we're talking about a guy who's not shown he, he like, Gaethje
3: is obviously the better striker but I just yeah. think Habib is so unorthodox and his jab is very high level yes. plus the chin uh, because he oh, uses he, he uses yeah he uses his jab to set up his takedowns like he snaps your neck back and then all of a sudden you're on your mm-hmm. he snaps your head back and all of a sudden you're getting dumped on your head so uh, I don't know if Justin Gage's head will snap back because his he's a psychopath and just walks through pain. Uh, but yeah, who knows?
2: Wait, 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 All right, wait, real, quick, real quick, we have, we have a um, prediction right here. Gage by submission. Keep those I crystals close. Which crystal does the answer? Our Jessica? question, not a prediction.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <It's a mission. laughs> Jessica Jessica, outside of her love of crystals, she is a fairly rational human being as far as I as far as I know. So I do not think that's her prediction. But.
2: All right, we got Bam Chronicles says the more exciting fight is Cannonier versus Whitaker leading up to the fight. What are the tendencies you've seen from Whitaker in his preparation and mentality for the fight? So this is obviously and I agree. I think like looking at it from a betting perspective, looking at it from kind of an ins and outs perspective, this probably is the more competitive fight, but who knows? We still have to see them go after it tomorrow. But, you know, I'm curious because on Between the Links, we talked about this fight like ad nauseum. This became like a big shouting match between Jed <laughs> Mishu and Aaron Bronsetter. They had a heated debate for a couple of reasons. Like, for example, like Jed believed the big storyline is Robert Whitaker, And has he completely shaken off and bounced back from the loss to Israel Adesanya? Will a win get him a title shot? And Aaron believed... Aaron Bronsetter believed that the emphasis is on Jared Cannonier. Is he the dark horse of this division like Adesanya says he is? So let me ask you, AK, who is right in your opinion? Do you think this is more about Whitaker's story? Has he bounced back from that Adesanya loss? Or is this about Cannonier being the next challenger?
4: Which take was Jed's again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jed's, <laughs> Jed's was, Jeds was. Uh, this is a Whitaker tale. Ah, damn it.
4: I hate to agree with Chad, but I, I do think a lot of it is. Uh, well, no, I shouldn't say that because I think. Look, I think Whitaker answered a lot of questions already. I, I don't know if people are forgetting. Like you know, he fought. He fought. Uh, you know, he beat Darren Till. It's a really, really solid technical fight. So we've shown that there's some evidence of what he's been saying that he really was just like very, very badly burnt out uh, during his title uh, his title run. Um, uh, even after, and I should say, even after the the Edison fight, he was talking about how uh, you know ahead of the uh, the the first time the Caneer fight was booked, just the mental strain that competing at the highest level was putting on him. Uh, So, and then, and then, you know, he says he, he he did all, you know, he did a lot of, a lot of work to, 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 uh, you know, change that side of things for himself. And he did look really, I think a lot like just kind of an overused term, but like kind of sort of a vintage Whitaker when he fought till because when he fought when he fought uh, Izzy I think a lot of people said man that was very uncharacteristic of him the way he fought he was so aggressive why is he being so aggressive overly aggressive and I think it went beyond a strategic choice I think there was that that mental aspect of his game that was just missing and not to make excuses cuz I think I think uh, again I think Izzy's a champ and maybe would have beaten him anyway but there's reason to believe that he didn't fight his best in that day uh, he looked great against Till I do think we need to continue the story of uh, Whitaker. I do think people aren't talking about it enough uh, because even uh, even Izzy, you know, in his last press conference was, yeah, I think Canelo could be the next challenger, and and that's reasonable given that he already beat uh, Whitaker. But it also felt like people it, it kind of led to people to overlook him a little bit. I still think Whitaker is the best middleweight not named uh, Israel Dizney. So uh, I, I I hope <clears throat> people are not uh, not forgetting this this coming event and and what this means what this can mean for Whitaker's career if he picks up another win.
2: Yeah, it's a huge fight, very competitive, and Whitaker's just, the way he's been approaching these last two fights, it just seems like a very free individual. It just seems free of stress. I mean, obviously, there's stress heading into a fight, but he seems just in a much better place. Jose, you know, what if, if you were in the room, you were, during, you were there during the media day with Whitaker, what did you see from him that stuck out to you?
3: Yeah, he just doesn't care about anything, except for himself, which is not a bad thing. Like, he's solely focused on what he can control. Like, we asked him about what Air can do, Israel Adesanya, possibly rematching Israel Adesanya, like fighting December, fighting the, for an interim title. And his answer is always like, I don't care. I'm just focusing on myself. I don't care. I'll do whatever. I don't care. The only thing I care about is my family and not fighting until after Christmas. That's literally all he cares about right now. Like, it, uh, Casey's interviewed him enough times, and I've interviewed enough times in person where like, Casey described it best on the A-side. He described Robert Whitaker. He used to be the middleweight Robbie Lawler, where he just didn't want to talk to anyone. He just wanted to show up, fight, and go, which is very accurate uh, from my experience with him. Uh, and so very recently, I think he's just more mentally free. He's, I think he's found fallen back in love with fighting and training and all that stuff. But to say that that's the big narrative coming into this is I disagree with it. That's what Jed said, right? He said Robert. this story is all about Robert Whitaker. I disagree completely considering the fact that the champion – of the division is already talking about Jared Cannonier. Like, yes, Robert Whitaker coming back after his loss to Israel Adesanya is great, but we saw it. He's already one to know after that fight, Jared Cannonier hasn't fought in more than a year. And Israel Adesanya has been saying Jared Cannonier's name as the dark horse for that entire time. So uh, to say that the, the big narrative is can Robert Whitaker Bounced back after his TKO or knockout loss to Israel Adesanya. Already bounced back. He's 1 0. Very great performance. Very technical performance against Darren Till in a five round main event, no less. Now he has three rounds against Jared Cannonier, someone who has put who many consider to be the greatest middleweight away and then just tore through Jack Hermanson and David Branch and is already being considered the dark horse. Uh, and Israel Adesany is already talking about him making Naruto memes and all that. So the big storyline is can Jared Cannonier deliver? Of what Israel Adesanya has already predicted.
2: All right, and, and let me bounce this one back to you, Jose, because the other question they debated was what is the better case scenario for everybody involved—a Whitaker win, which Aaron thought was was better for business, since the rematch with Izzy, in his opinion, is bigger. Maybe a stadium show in their neck of the woods when fans can return. Maybe it forces Adesanya's hand to move up to 205 to maybe set up a future fight with John Jones or Jan Beholovic. Or Jed thinks the best case scenario is that Kenner goes in there and. and I believe this is exact his exact words beats the brakes out of uh, off of Robert Whitaker to set up a compelling yet fresh title fight in 185 pounds. So what do you think is like the best case result tomorrow?
3: I think it depends on how you look at it. And I think Daniel Cormier said it best. Jared, when we when we interviewed him like weeks ago, uh, Jared Cannon, winning is best for the division because at the end of the day of a champion that wants to stay in his division and just knock off contender after contender is great. I don't think Israel Adesanya is at that point where he can just, he's cleaned out the division yet, and now saw him, he's rematching everyone. If he rematches Robert Whittaker, cool. I mean, I like that fight in general, but if Robert Whittaker wins and Darren till wins, I would imagine they would, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Darren till just jumps the queue. And fights Israel Adesanya, which is the bigger fight of the three. I think Darren Till versus Israel Adesanya is just the bigger selling fight in general, considering their personalities and 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 how they portray themselves. And we've seen how Robert Whitaker wins. So, best for business, I would say Robert Whitaker wins, not because of Whitaker getting the rematch, but because I think they would try and sneak Darren Till in there. Uh, but best for the division, Jared Cannonier, because that would cements a guaranteed number one contender. In a, in a, in an opponent that Israel has has already earmarked as the dark horse. So anytime it's like, and like we've, we've talked about this for it kind of it, like max Holloway was refreshing in the fact that he would just keep fighting contender after contender after contender. And it just didn't feel like years ago, that was the norm. Like you see Anderson Silva fighting, just whoever's next I'll fight GSP, same thing. And now you see a lot of champions want these super fights bouncing around talking trashes and that. Izzy's like, I'll fight jared because he's the man and i think he needs one win and i'll fight him so like that is refreshing so best for the division jared cannon best for business probably robert whittaker but not in the sense that most people are talking about the rematch but because they could probably a darren till gets the title shot or b it makes john Izzy move up to light heavyweight for a big super fight champ first champ or the john jones fight
2: what do you think, AK? You have, you have a look. I can't tell whether you're in agreement or you're ready to fire off a hot take that we've never quite heard before.
4: No, no. The last point I think that Jose made was the most important one, because uh, I do think Whitaker <laughs> win is best for business, because I think that it'll have uh, the UFC taking a serious look at uh, at options outside the middleweight division. Um, Darren Till, for sure, could 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 jump the WQ. Jump the Darren Till is fighting... Who's doing title fighting next? Help Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson. Shoot, but that's
3: not a guaranteed to win either. Man event, and, and
4: here's the thing: that's that's not a guaranteed win either. But Small you're right. Small cage, it, too. Tiny sure. cage. Yeah, uh, an impressive performance the against fight. Uh, an impressive performance against a Hermanson. Obviously, yes, he could jump the line. But I do think uh, more so it would it would push the uh, turn the wheels a little bit more in the direction of the the John Jones super fight. It's a fight that I've said I don't expect to happen anytime soon. But again, I've been very wrong about these things before. Uh, and again, we've seen how quickly these things can shake up. We were talking on The Way-In Show today about how the, the flyweight, uh, you know, women's flyweight contender picture just completely turned upside down uh, in the last, or could turn upside down uh, in the last two weeks with Jessica Andrade, now the number one contender on UFC.com's official rankings. Uh, Shakarova tomorrow could be Lauren Murphy and, and, uh, and jumped and She could become the number two or, or top five contender. So these things can, can change so quickly. So while I don't think... That the John Jones Adesanya uh, fight happens within the next like six months, I honestly don't know. Like we said, that Whitaker, I don't think they're eager to book that rematch. So if he just if he has a convincing win over Cannoneer, that's really going to make things a little bit more complicated for the matchmakers. But at the same time, for the fans, I think create a lot more intrigue uh, than a Cannoneer win would because that's going to give us a great matchup. Don't get me wrong, Canonneer Adesanya. Uh, but for anyone kind of holding out hopes that that, that Jones fight, you know, could happen soon, you, you want to see you want to see Whitaker win and and. Uh, and make the metrics think a little bit.
2: It's a good fight. Really good fight. Really good co-main event. First uh, three-round fight for Robert Whittaker since UFC 197. That was a long time ago. Four years, well over four years. So thank you for the question, Bam Chronicles. What else we got?
0: and visit bellator.com/watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Sorry, Mike, for okay. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. We lost the truck. I'm we lost here, the I'm truck. Here, I'm, okay. here, I'm here. Chuck okay. is back. back.
1: back. Uh, quick, quick, one-word answer from this question.
4: Well, we'll I'll be the judge of that.
2: Who does KG fight next once he wins?
4: Wow. Noel Habib. Bishop. So confident. Habib.
3: Habib. If he wins, that's a rematch. All
4: right. Yeah. It's hard to argue that. I mean, the winner of Poirier McGregor. At 170. Yes. And no. New, it, it, the,
3: the, the, again, huh? again, this is all sub speculative.
4: Yes. <laughs> now, Poirier McGregor will He's fight ding, at 170 ding, ding and then guesses. We'll treat that as a we'll treat that as a lightweight eliminator, lightweight contender a, eliminator. I think he'll probably rematch. Habib's the biggest star in the lightweight division, non-inch Conor McGregor. Yeah, I think you're. I, I I do think that's the that's the best option. Uh, I I again I'll throw out the McGregor Poirier thing as another option, but I would I think if Habib asks for a rematch, he gets his rematch.
2: Yeah, if it's mm-hmm. Casey shaking his head, you're going. What are you thinking?
1: You guys act like. Remember. Why did why did Connor fight Donald Cerrone? What did Dana White say?
2: To book the rematch with Habib. For to set tach- that up.
1: He'll get shot. if Gaethje wins that point. That that Connor Poirier two contract. Rip it up. Never happened. Damn. Gaethje, Gaethje Connor.
2: That's. I mean, it's just so real. hard it's to because give Habib it's a about, about making about money.
3: It's about making money, <laughs> well, and then they can he, make enough. They're gonna make money. And if
1: Connor, if, if Connor wins, if Gaethje wins, then Habib faces the next. Well, he'll probably face the, either Connor as champ or Gaethje as champ.
2: Wow. I mean, both, both are viable options. I, I tend to lean more unless, like, unless Gaethje just absolutely annihilates Habib, like just massacres him which is how I he wins don't A world where he doesn't get the how rematch else does he win? i
3: think <laughs> habib is without a doubt the biggest star on this part of the world and if he gets and and if he if justin get beats him he is probably the third biggest star in the lightweight division after habib and connor so you're basically talking about does the one fight the three or does three fight the two does the two fight the one I think if Justin Gaethje wins, I will bet an entire paycheck. That is the, it is the rematch and none of this tear the contract. I don't care if there's a contract or not. If there's no contract to tear up, I don't care. The rematch is going to happen. If Justin Gaethje wins, that is the fight. You shake your head all you want because if Justin Gaethje (laughs) wins, he is a rock star. If Justin Gaethje wins, he is a rock star. That is a Masvidal Askarin performance that catapults him into the stratosphere. And now all of a sudden he's a money fight. So talk about making money. Justin Gaethje becomes a money making fighter. He's a guy you can slot in against anyone and make money. Connor can go fight the, the Southpaw and Dustin Poirier and prepare for the Manny Pacquiao fight like he's claiming if Justin Gaethje wins, I will bet an entire paycheck they rematch.
2: All right, well, let's 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 flip it Gage over.
3: Wins, if Justin Gaethje wins, wins and they don't book the rematch, I will drink an entire package of Soylent just for Casey.
4: No, wow. I I, uh, I like the paycheck thing. Please uh, like and subscribe and uh, follow <laughs> Follow MMA Fighting on Twitter. We will pick one lucky winner to get Jose's paycheck and if, and if, uh, <laughs> if they book anything else.
3: If they book anything else, I don't know what Casey's going to have to do because he's going to be wrong anyway. <laughs> So I'll let him pick because guess, it's going well, to be
1: bad. You know, I guess the UFC doesn't like making money, obviously. Yeah,
3: they don't, dude. They don't. Not anymore.
2: Okay.
1: All right. Well, so so Casey, if if
3: yes,
2: Habib sir. wins, are we are we doing the Conor rematch? Are we still ripping up the contract? Because it's all about No, no. no. no, no right?
1: If Habib wins, uh, they'll they'll they will try to make the GSP fight, obviously, at whatever way. Yeah, hundred um, percent. That that that's the fight. I mean, I, I think we are. We, yeah, we know what. If Habib wins, there's only one fight they truly want. If the GSP fight can't be made, the weight can't be agreed upon, the money's not right, then probably um somehow they'll get Ferguson in there. Somehow. Maybe off a loss, who knows? You know, what about- maybe, I, I, I could see I could see Ferguson get fighting Habib next too, even off the Gaethje loss, claiming, you know, I agree. He had the fight already. You know, there's the storyline's there still. He took he took he fought Justin on short notice. There was a pandemic fight, you know, things were crazy. So uh I think I think the fans would accept it. So uh yeah.
2: Any chance, because I know we talked about this on Between the Links, it was like the final question about what this surprise could be for Habib if he wins this fight because they promised him something big. GSP obviously is up there. Connor rematch is up there. But a lot of people were like, what about Usman? What about him going up to 170 and fighting for the 170 pound title? Is that, is that even an option or no? I think it's an option.
1: No. I think it's a, I think it's a third <laughs> option. If, if, if Habib really wants to yeah. to leave the sport with two belts, that's an option. That's, it's um it's, a, it's an awesome option too the no, look guys, on
4: jose's face good the surprise Lord. is going to be a surprise to even habib it's it's going to be they're going to break out uh Gleis and tebow for the for the rematch <laughs> the, the the man who's all who in the minds of many has already <laughs> defeated <laughs> habib Nurmagomedov. that that fight oh my gosh oh, people dude. still bring it up uh but no, dude what's that dennis receiver doing the these days because the i'd rather see that fight, fight. <laughs> Supposedly, the closest call that uh, uh, Habib has ever had in the in the octagon. It actually was a very competitive fight, but I, have I don't no, know.
1: I don't know. Michael Johnson. He hurt. He hurt Habib. Oh my gosh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he first him. round, he had him on
1: skates. <laughs> he hurt him.
4: Uh, but no, yes, the surprise will be Gleison Tibau uh, getting re-signed. I think he's not with the UFC anymore. Am I, I correct? Probably. Probably. There's I zero. I think there's a zero percent chance, chance Habib moves up. This is the. I don't know about that. I, like, I, 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 think zero. The champ, I don't think it's their number one option. Zero. But if there's no GSP thing? Zero percent chance. Zero was Very adamant. I've, <laughs> well, you bet sure. another pay- well,
2: Two
3: paychecks? Well, you see, you should probably watch the post of the pre-fight press conference on MMAfighting.com's YouTube channel. Shot by yours truly. He only cares about one thing, and that's uh, retiring lightweight champion. Doesn't want to talk about welterweight.
4: That's what he says now.
3: Sure. <laughs> when is it's habib right. going back on his word well change their minds my friend i think habib's the one fighter that money's not going to mean anything
4: yeah i think the challenge i think he'd be talked into it i think the challenge of fighting an uzman would be
3: i disagree i think they're just two they're also very good friends it's, it's why, managers, it's, it's, why same U-
4: it's why well so does gaethje so that i don't think the
3: management thing is uzman's not helping gaethje with whitman Hmm. Like, because Usman hopped over to Trevor Woodman's team to prepare for Burns, and Gaethje helped him. I do not believe, from what I've heard, Usman has had part taken any part in Justin Gaethje's camp solely because of his respect for Habib.
2: All right, fair enough. I mean, maybe there's that honor in martial arts where he'd be like, you know what? Let's just do it one last time. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Lacey little... T. <laughs> yeah, this
0: all is a wanted... one-word
2: answer that went five minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got, we got, any, we got anything else? Move on. Uh yeah, hold on one moment.
1: Man, I need a separate chat just for questions. I'm just I know, this so,
4: so I wish, right? I wish there was a way. I'm seeing I'm seeing the chat as hold well.
1: Hold on. So. Okay. uh you know what? Let's just answer. Actually, this is this is actually a, a good question. It's simple to answer, but it's a good question.
2: <laughs> ah. It's <laughs> a great question. Yeah. What time will the fight begin? All right. Okay, local so. time. What time will be local time, Jose?
4: Normal, right? The entire fight card in general? Uh, early prelims. Just break it down card, early prelims, prelims, and. Saturday, uh,
3: early prelims, 6 30 p.m., Abu Dhabi. Uh, Well, 6 30, 6 30 p.m., early prelims live, UFC Arabia. 8 p.m., UFC 254 prelims live on UFC Arabia. 10 p.m., local time, UFC 254 card live on UFC Arabia. 2 a.m., local time. Let's not forget, I this is a six fight card, main card, concludes. 2.54, local time, 2 a.m., uh, and then 2.30, us... 2.54, post-fight press availability. But let's not forget, we could just get a ton of knockouts, and all of a sudden we're on the main card at like 9
4: o'clock, which I would love. Uh, they, those they, of us on they, the they, East they Coast. Won't move
1: up. They won't move up the main card. It, it, starts at, it starts at the same time.
4: East Coast, we are getting some sweet, sweet early Saturday MMA. Uh, <clears throat> 10 a.m., oh, no, 11 a.m. start time, early prelims. And then uh 12 p.m. Saturday, uh the next set of uh, four fight four preliminary fights. And then yeah, six fight main card at four? Two. Two. I shouldn't have answered this question.
1: <laughs> good, job. <laughs> good job, Alex. I nailed it. Good I job. It. Good job, Candy. Good job, right.
4: job. p.m. Alex is such a jabroni.
2: <laughs> and they're all good. Who's the uh, uh, next week contender? Charles
4: Oliveira? Oh wait, wait, West Coast, Casey. Oh, start
2: time? No, wait, oh West, The next oh, West Coast contender um, named Michael Chandler. First
1: fight at uh, I think seven thirty or eight a.m. Is it seven?
2: Is it? Yeah, because there's only two. There's only two fights in the first wave, so I think we're at the the top. So it'll be eight. Yeah, oh. eight a.m. eight a.m. West Coast time. Yeah, 8 a. M.
1: and I think the main the main card starts at uh, eleven a.m. Is
2: that correct?
4: Yep. All right, I love it. I'm so. Oh, I'm, this so is exciting. Happy.
1: I'm 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 gonna have I'm gonna have dinner on a Saturday
4: night <laughs> <laughs> the next lightweight contender nice. I hope Charles Oliver gets a shot someday because has done everything uh, he has to get one but he's certainly not next in line unfortunately that's not how the UFC works uh, it'll be Tony Ferguson after he beats Michael Chandler uh, before the end of this year and then finally we finally get after how they he co- coach after they coach the ultimate fighter. oh god no oh, I love the ultimate fighter but please do not waste these guys time with the ultimate fighter uh oh, and dude. then don't just, waste, I don't I waste see, my I time Michael
3: Chandler I want to see Michael Chandler talk for hours about nothing, and I want to see Tony Ferguson do crazy <laughs> oh, workouts.
4: Abu Dhabi, Jose is salty. Yeah, only slightly saltier than you, hey, hey, Jose. Hey, hey, hey! I think I think maybe maybe may a little low in sugar. Why don't you have a bite of your chocolate fist?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, take a chocolate gander chocolate at this, fist? ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this chocolate fist courtesy of the Crown Plaza Hotel. Even the, the plate star has done. Oscar has dubbed exhausted Jose as Jose Noir. And I approve this message. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, Yeah, I think I, 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 I've been proponent of that Ferguson and and Habib has to happen someday will still happen. And I think it's with, uh, Ferguson and and Chandler fighting. And one of those guys, I I would guess Ferguson, but obviously possibly Chandler, but I would say Ferguson Habib for, uh, for 30 and O and a UFC undisputed lightweight championship.
2: I have to see that for five rounds. though. I have to. We won't, but I would love to because they oh, probably throw. Oh, Ferguson and Chandler. Because that's a pay-per-view fight. Yeah,
4: yeah. So there you go. Let's just make it five rounds. We can, UFC. You. you can have you can have five rounds, uh, non-title, non-main events. You can do it. You can do whatever you want.
1: Just pay them that money. Just pay them. Pay them.
4: Straight cash, homie. Compensate. compensate. So
1: do, do yes. we? Do, do, we, we do we answer this?
4: Because or is just, it just I, not I, not Chavez Oliver? Pretty, not Charles I, Oliver. It will yeah, be Tony Ferguson at some point. So, yeah. you, so you think Tony coming Straight off the loss only. will get the – No, I think he fights Michael Chandler and, oh. and beats Michael Chandler, and then we get we get uh, Habib Ferguson finally. Man, you're a Michael Chandler hater. <laughs> I think he's great. I just think – I, I, I love to, Michael Chandler. Losing to Tony Ferguson, there is no shame in that. Uh, many, many have. Let me hear something. Many have, and there's no shame in it at all.
2: AK, what's your, what's your under-the-radar fight on this card?
4: obviously, uh, Phil Hawes and, uh, Jacob. M- <laughs> no, I, I, say that only because it's, I, I was very surprised to see that on the main card. It's two guys making their UFC debut. Uh, and, and, and no, yeah, both guys have talent. It's just a, a little bit of an odd choice for the main card. Uh, I, I don't mean to steal your thunder here, Mike, but I think we'll be in agreement. It's gotta be the Nathaniel Wood, Casey Kenny, 140 pound cash rate, power, right? I mean, this Arizona's on his own. Kenny was so dominant in his last performance. Wood is such a talented guy. We haven't got to see him fight in a while. And the stars just aligned, right? With Kenny wanting to fight again really soon after his last win because he really didn't take much damage. It was a very lopsided decision to win. And Wood, uh, being on the opposite side of it, hadn't fought in so long. He's just kind of itching to get in there with anyone. So people, they, you know what? People, calls were made, contracts were sent out, they worked it out, and we're getting a nice. Again, one hundred and forty pound cash bouts, so both guys not having to drain themselves down down to one thirty five, especially Kenny on short notice. Uh, and both guys again, look, someone's gonna take a loss here, but both guys, regardless of what happens, I think it's gonna be a really competitive fight, and we will still be talking about these guys as potential top ten contenders uh, this time next year, no matter no matter who comes out with the victory.
2: Jose, I know you're not a fight selector for this particular question, but uh, you're a fighter guy. So you know what fighter sticks out to you that's flying under the radar here.
3: Lilia. Shakarova won hundred percent only because I left media day and I thought she was by far the most interesting fighter on a low key level because she like no one knew anything about her to the point where some media member held the door open and did it. I don't remember. I don't know this media person's name and was like, oh, who's next? And she's like me. I'm next. <laughs> like they didn't even know she was the fighter. Um and she so she speaks she she's Russian, she's Uzbek well, she speaks Russian, she's Uzbek she's from Uzbekistan, she's the first female fighter from Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan is, is absolutely is absolutely excited. Uh, that Habib Nurmagomedov is on the top of the card she's fighting on because apparently Habib and his team are, are major players in pushing the growth of MMA in Uzbekistan. So she was very excited for that. But she was telling these crazy stories of like how she got into combat sports where she was a wrestler in Uzbekistan, and she went to a wrestling meet, I think maybe trials for the Olympics or world championships or something. I'm not quite sure. And she was so good that the other team was like just trying to pick at her. And like just trying to poke her butt to try and get a rise out of her and they did such a good job that she tried to fight the entire team and it was like a hundred <laughs> versus one or something crazy like that and she's like and we were like how'd you do she's like i held my own and i was like damn <laughs> like so i left more intrigued by her than any other fighter on the card so not to say that she will win against lauren murphy who uh, i think is obviously one of the best female fighters in the world not to say that lily lilia isn't because we just don't know uh, because she's so new to the game also a uh, little bit of intense stare down uh if you guys remember lauren murphy gave her the finger uh lilia kind of tried to psych her out with, with her flag and it didn't work out but uh so i'm very excited to watch alia fight just because she has such an interesting backstory that i think she could be one of these these fighters that kind of grows a cult following uh moving forward but I will say I'm absolutely excited for Casey Candy and Nathaniel Wood. Casey Kenney kind of uh, – for a long time in Arizona, Justin Gaethje was the man in the the local MMA scene because like coming from Safford, Arizona, Fighting World Series of Fighting, all these local shows. Henry Cejudo I don't think fought enough in the local scene plus he was already a big name to begin with. But when Justin Gage, he made like the jump and also series of fighting and then the UFC Casey Kenny kind of took the mantle from him as like the Arizona guy, like the next big guy from Arizona. And it was only a matter of time before he signed to Bellator or the UFC. So, uh, I think those two names definitely, I'm, I'm super excited to watch fight.
2: Yeah. I actually like, if it's not Kenny Wood like super under the radar is the Murphy Shakarova fight because there's so, I mean, too, between Shakarova and her story, the media day, go back and watch it. Cause it's just so interesting, but Lauren Murphy, just the fact that she took this fight against a newcomer on like a week's notice flying across the world when she could have just said, no, I'm going to wait and fight Cynthia Calvillo <laughs> for a shot at the title. Like that is gutsy. That is risky. She said, she par-
3: apparently she said, she said yes to three different opponents too. So she's just wanted to fight. She's down to clown.
2: So I, I think that, I think that's an interesting fight. And now with Justyn Andraj getting the win over Caitlin Chukagin, that makes things even more interesting at 125. So Lauren Murphy's, I think right now outside of Shevchenko has the longest winning streak in the division right now. So she's, I mean, she's right you there are knocking the door. So there you go. I mean that that's a, that's a good fight. And then if we're looking for just like weird and wild, there's no way Stephen Strew versus Tai Tuivasa isn't like just all sorts of wacky.
4: Hopefully, we're hoping well, for weirdness. Corn beef fan in the land tied to Ivasa. <laughs> <Corn> <laughs> beef. We're definitely hoping for the good kind of weirdness. I think for several of these matchups, I would say uh, Stefan Struve tied to Ivasa. I think Dao and Jung and uh, Sam Alvi, hopefully, the potential for weirdness there and not not kind of a dull fight. And then, of course, uh, <laughs> Megaman and Kalayev. You want Lava. One, we hope these two just get in the cage, And uh, first of all, that this fight stays together. And two, that they get a finish because let's not forget, this all started eight months ago. With with a bizarre fight where I think Kutalaba got like you know hit and was tr- I don't know if he, I I do think he was faking he was kind of faking it, being it was ropey dope sands rope sure it was but he almost a bad like stoppage. was <laughs> such a bad it's stoppage a, it was an atrocious stoppage the referee <laughs> one seeing, of the worst <laughs> seeing how dazed Kutilaba was jumped jumped in like whoa no way there's no way this guy can continue. and then Kutilaba, of course was immediately like no what are you what are you doing what are you doing I am I'm fine I'm, I'm rope like I'm just kind of exaggerating so. Uh, Lava, funny, like, he I mean, actually
1: had like little prop birdies and put them around his head just to fool one. And the ref was like, "Whoa!" Just let everyone know how
4: cartoonish it was. Yeah. yeah. And then the ref was like, "I don't like the looks of those birds. Those birds <laughs> those are flying. Those, those, those birds are around his head." Uh, yeah. So uh, very one of the strangest stoppages, and now one of the strangest rematches because again, it's been booked three times unfortunately, and uh, three times can't, uh, postponed for COVID nineteen related reasons. So, and now and now we hear uh, reportedly that one of Kutalaba's uh, cornermen. Uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yep. So we're hoping the fighter That's himself. The rumor. Yes, so we're hoping the fighter himself hasn't been infected. So uh, that fight, once it gets in there, could be the weirdest fight of the night. And we love, love, love weird fights around here.
2: And shout yeah. out to our all of our friends watching from Uzbekistan right now, because I know we had somebody Absolutely. who chimed in. Hey, so there you go. And also, Uzbekistan. I'm very excited for the UFC debut of top top
1: prospect Miranda Maverick.
2: That's a great fight. I That's think a she really is super good, good. Fight. I think
1: she's super good. I think she's 23. I've seen her fight a couple of times yeah. in person for Invicta, and I was like, ooh, this woman's going to be a, a, a beast. As she, she was a jerk, uh, but uh, yeah, he's awesome.
3: During, on Monday when everyone goes, because all the fighters, they get out of quarantine and go to the beach, and I think all the journos too, uh, we saw like Walt Harris, Jared Cannoneer, like Eric Anders, Benson Henderson, Casey Kenney, a lot of the fighters hanging out. Random out, which is off doing her own thing, like just kind of hanging out with her uh, husband, boyfriend. I'm not quite sure, but a very nice woman. And I cannot wait to see her throw down.
2: Very and, intelligent. And she's
1: getting her Ph.D. and kicking ass. Gosh, there you go. Uh, only,
4: 20, only 23 years old. She already has wins over uh, Deanna Bennett, a really good veteran. Uh, Pearl Gonzalez, Scrap. of course, we all know her for UFC run. Uh, she won, I, I, don't, I don't know, did she win the, she did. She won the uh, uh, Phoenix series tournament. I think that was the, the win over Bennett did that. Mm-hmm. So she's got a lot under about 23 years old. And like I said, going for PhD, very accomplished. And it's just, just making me really feel sad about my own life right now. But um,
2: she's, she's a college teacher's assistant too. So she's like here. doing Zoom. Like she's she's preparing for fights and teaching Zoom classes what a for keener. college
4: students. That's uh Casey, when you were queuing up the debut thing, I thought you were going to mention Phil Haas. Um, I, I do want to say, <laughs> I actually do want to say, I, I am a little, bit, uh, a little bit. I didn't, I didn't see that comment before you I took it down. But I am a little bit. Uh, I think people, if, if the name sounds familiar, if you're like, "Have I heard of Phil Haas before?" It's like you probably have heard of Phil Haas before because he has been billed as a I, – I, 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 he trained with John Jones. I don't remember if people, if people were saying he was a John Jones level prospect, but he did have that. He did. Pre- he, he was. John um, Jones. He
1: was in his camp. For a couple yes.
4: of fights he didn't make it into the tough 23 house he lost to andrew sanchez who's now in the ufc uh he's he didn't make it in his first contender series appearance uh he lost to julia marquez who is now in the ufc um he also has a loss to Luis taylor who's a pfl champion and he fought for bellator he fought for world series of fighting he's fought for brave uh brave combat federation so this guy has, has been around he's had experience uh and it just for me i, I i've joked around with these guys all the time i i just i i i, I wish they I, I was at a point where i was like i wish they would stop trying to make phil haas happen but sure enough he uh, had a great performance uh first round knockout on contender <laughs> series earlier uh, just a few months ago and got himself a contract so he's only 31 years old and does not have a lot of fight mileage on him this will just be his 11th pro fight he is a very legitimate prospect still. So it's very cool actually for anyone who's kind of tracked this guy's career to finally see him actually get an official
2: UFC fight. Indeed. I think, um, listen, we could talk about UFC 254 for another five hours. There's so many storylines, but listen, do we, we, do we have one more question? We'll do one, one more question. More Cause Jose's, Jose's got to go to sleep. Yes. Well, I just, I
0: just,
1: I'll I'll saw, sleep when I'm I dead. saw this question. I just, I was just I'll confused because I'm <laughs> trying to figure out who, who who's the cool guy. No. What? It's obvious. Jose is a obvious. cool guy.
4: Uh, sorry, bro. Loki. All, right.
1: All uh, right. Comes with the he,
4: comes with the nose ring.
1: Must have been the, ro- can, have been the, the Rocket
2: Power go. talk yesterday. On the, <laughs> we, can't on the on this, <laughs> we can't go on the We can't go on this talk. There has to be. There has to be a better. All right. One last
1: question. Do, 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 Thank do, do, do. you, the the uh, Barbier. Oh, <laughs> I like this question. It's a simple question. Yes or no. That's usually not, that's usually not a good sign. Will Habib bleed?
2: Flubber from another mother. He bleed his own blood.
3: Yes, a hundred percent. I'll say yes. I don't think it'll be like devastating, but I don't. It's hard to like. You know how we always say like it's hard to imagine uh, Habib like not getting at least one takedown. I think it's very hard to believe. Justin Gaethje doesn't cause some sort of physical damage to his opponent, even if it's a nick or a cut. I don't see Habib leaving this without some sort of blood on him.
4: Yeah, he'll bleed. The Russian is cut. The Russian is cut. You will hear that call. <laughs> Habib, you will hear will that call. without a doubt. He is a man. He's not a yeah. machine. Yeah, he's not a, exactly. I, th- I uh, think it th- might even be a leg kick. Who knows? Maybe, maybe get, some, get a little leg blood. You guys know what I'm talking be- about? Better, a little leg.
1: Better question. If Habib wins, will he make the post presser or is it straight to the hospital if he even, if he wins? Oh,
4: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be yeah. there. Yeah. No matter he'll what? He'll be there. I don't want to say no matter I what. Think so.
1: I'd
4: say very, very likely.
1: Everyone that's beaten the people that the people that have beaten Gaethje have taken have taken a beating to beat
4: Gaethje. So it's like a car crash. That's you gotta put that airbag. Okay, otherwise,
3: I will give you Tony Ferguson didn't do uh, the post fight and all that stuff, but because he got beat up bad in this title fight. But outside of that, this is the first pay per view Justin Gaethje's headlined in. He's headlined a lot of fight nights. In case you and I have been to enough fight nights to know that usually the main event winner doesn't normally speak to the media, especially after a knockout.
1: Main event loser.
3: Uh, so and just yeah, loser. The loser doesn't normally speak to the media after suffering a knockout loss. So uh, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't remember if Michael Chandler uh, Chandler uh, once came to the presser, or uh, well, Justin you went to the presser after losing to uh, Poirier. We yeah. were all we were both there. We were Casey, surprised. I was like, whoa, Orlando, he said. So. <laughs>
1: And, and, and I think yeah. and, and Dustin looked more beat up than Gaethje did. Honestly, Dustin sat that down. <laughs> Dustin sat in a chair, <laughs> and Poirier and, and Gaethje
3: was walking around. So, uh,
2: yeah, and I don't think we've seen a lot of the uh, the main event losers doing doing post fight scrums after these, you know, COVID nineteen cards, anyway. So, yeah.
4: so
1: I'm just, uh, so yeah. but,
4: uh, well, will Khabib bleed?
2: Yes. Yes. yes, very likely. Yeah.
1: Yes.
4: I I just want to remind everyone that we still have how many hours now until this card? Actually, what t- it is okay, so we have 10 hours, 10, 11 hours. My math is so bad. Your 10 t- hours, so very bad, very yeah. bad, way nine more. hours, 16 hours. <laughs> we have some time <laughs> still. Hours in Canada, <laughs> uh, we use we use uh, we actually call them TikToks, which is uh, which is confusing. We have like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have so like
2: 18 big. hours. It's, a, it's unfortunate. Oh, I'll thank you, Waximus. Appreciate it. I've, the cool oh, the cool yeah. one's okay. gonna go pick his kid up at school in a few minutes. Awesome. So talk That's about awesome. living the highlights. Uh,
4: but uh
2: Kima, there's a lot of time Damn still for, like so hopefully
4: we get this up fast while all of our predictions and everything we said is still relevant. Cause like we said, three people weighed in as replacements, including Michael Chandler. I'm a very optimistic person. I think everything's gonna go fine. I think you know everything's gonna go off without a hitch. But a lot, as our own Jose Young's always says, until people mm-hmm. step into the cage, the fight is not official. And, and again, that stands for oh, Kid Lava and Kalayev. Possibly Casey Kane and Nathaniel Wood. We don't know. Like I said, they had a replacement for that fight. But who knows? Uh, maybe we do. An, maybe you'll catch us in a couple hours as we do an emergency show if uh, Michael Chandler has to step in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think it will happen. Everything is going to go fine. Everyone's going to step into the cage that weighed in this morning.
1: All right. And last question. One word to answer because we didn't actually answer this.
2: Kane and there. Whitaker. 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 Ooh. Whitaker, unanimous decision. Crystals suck. I said – Oh, hey, yeah, hey, one word on answer, Candy. Oh, sorry. I saw Whitaker. <laughs> you know me by now. I weigh experience in these types of fights. That's when true. it's a pick I always weigh in. The, the biggest factor Very to me fair. is big fight experience. So nope, Candy there could absolutely be Barb Whitaker, though. Casey, but that's don't, it. Don't mute my microphone, don't mute my microphone Casey. Oh. Topical. Topical. <laughs> are we signing off? We are signing off. Jose, go to sleep. You deserve it, my man. I appreciate you doing this. Enjoy, you enjoy your fifth cake. Enjoy Borat. Shout
3: doing out. This game. Hold on. On a, well, and, uh, on a serious note, much love to Ken Hathaway of MMA Junkie. We didn't talk about on the A side or any of the other streams. He just lost his girlfriend. Um, there's a GoFundMe out there. He is without a doubt one of the best people in mixed martial arts media. Like we all. Like he. I, if anyone has anything bad to say about Kenny, they're East wrong. Fist. Kenny is at Kenny is the man, and he's going through probably the worst thing anyone could go through right now, especially in the middle of the pandemic. So, if you know Kenny or have experience with him, send him positive vibes. He just lost his girlfriend. Go find the GoFundMe. I know he's technically on the other side with MA Junkie, but we're all here. We're all friends, especially everyone is friends with Kenny. Casey knows him probably better than anyone. So,
4: shout out to Kenny. We love you, man. Yeah, well if you set. just Google, if you just Google Ken Hathaway GoFundMe, it's the first thing that pops yeah. up. So uh, you can't miss it. It's right there. And uh, yeah,
2: Pitch in. we love you, Kenny. You're the man. And uh, obviously, our, our condolences go out to you. And mm-hmm. just just a rough story, but um, Kenny will probably be watching UFC 254 tomorrow night. All things considered, because it's uh, that's just who he is. He's a very positive guy mm-hmm. and going through a lot. So appreciate you saying that, Jose. And we're out of here. All right. Preview show is done. We appreciate you guys joining us for a very special edition. It's not going to happen all the time, but we figured for a card of this magnitude, we got to do it. We have to do it. So for Alex K. Lee, Casey Lydon, Jose Youngs, get some sleep, my man. I am Mike Heck. We'll see you tomorrow morning.
1: <sighs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.